Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast brought to you by the Hot Take Hot Box. My name is Matt McSweeney. Joined by Ty Capone. Ty, how are you feeling on this glorious Friday afternoon? Uh, up here, it's going to be nuclear hot tomorrow uh, in, in the Northeast, but uh, how is it down there in Pete? Uh, Pete. All right. You, 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 better be, you better watch yourself, all right? You disrespect the St. Pete, you're going to get the Berg, all right? It's, uh, <laughs> it's actually kind of cloudy today, um, which I don't love, but the fucking Florida sun is brutal, man. Sometimes I walk outside... So just go to to go to the corner store and get blunts. I my I forget like sunglasses and I can't open my fucking eyes. It's just it, I'm walking into traffic almost. The brightness, man. Um, brightness, it's terrible. The brightness will get to you. Uh, and you know it was bright. This fight card this past weekend, dude. That uh, you know the I, I don't. No, I'm just kidding. By the way, I I can't even use that segue. <laughs> uh, this past weekend's card was kind of bullshit. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you all. Uh, it was lost the, every bet I made. Yeah, we we didn't do well. Not only that, but just um, watching wise, did did not have that much fun. Uh, and, and it's never fun when the main event ends in a dude blowing his knee out. But especially when you're on the opposite side of it, I probably would have celebrated it if I bet it. Unfortunately, because I'm a <laughs> sick fuck. But um, yeah, you know. It, it, it was kind of just one of those cards. It, it just and this this weekend's is probably just another one of those cards. So we were kind of in the yeah. dog days again of just that Austin card looks kind of sick. I, I, I kind of want to go, but it's just a bad time. Yeah, it's like we got we have stuff to look forward to, but like right now and here and now is not much going on uh, to get excited about. So let's just get right into it. Jan Blahovich, Alexander Rakic. Uh, Rakic is the you know was the guy looking to be the uh, young up and comer. I think he was winning the fight up until the knee thing. W- would you agree? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. So that, that's what's like tough. And then Blahovich. But that you know, round, it seemed like Jan was starting to. I, I know he got busted open in the first round, which is crazy. That happened really early. His eye looked fucking like bad. Yeah, yeah. But, he, but I think uh, it was only like a minute in the third. But towards the end of the second and the third, he started looking better. But I, you know, I wasn't sure how the fight would have went. You know. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, it it's kind of just one of those things where, yeah, it's you you question what could have happened if you know Jan maybe would have turned it on and started to take like take the fight over and, and make it his, but we'll never know because Rock, Rockets tore his ACL, just kind of stepping back on it, his knee gave out, and Jan's celebrating like you know losing his mind, but you know, wins a win, honestly. I I I don't. I don't ever really fault the guy. Like you, you know, it's not his fault that Rockets blew his knee out. He was just kind of doing his thing, and he 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 gets paid double what he was supposed to get paid. So, uh, okay. good for Blahovich. It, it kind of doesn't do much for me because it's not like like now are they going to try and run to share and Blahovich? Like to share is saying this is this is his last year. Like he's done after the he's got this fight and then the next one if he beats uh, Yuri, which I, I I don't believe he will, but. Uh, if say he does, then he would fight, uh, I guess Blahovich for the title again in, in uh, MSG, which is his plan. That's what he's he, he laid out on some podcast somewhere. But I think it was more was it Morning Combat? That's one of my favorite. Uh, yeah, they were podcasts. they were translating it, so I don't know what, what oh. I, I don't know if it was in some <laughs> Brazilian shit or uh, what was going on. But um, yeah, I guess that's next. 
Uh, good, so good for Blahovich. Uh, speedy recovery for Rockic. There's always going to be a quick, uh, quick title shot bounce back for him, but yeah. I didn't think it would come like this. <laughs> uh, speaking of bounce back, uh, your boy Superman Span um, took care took care of the Hulk with with pr- literal ease. Yeah, um, the Hulk is is uh, cooked. Uh, let me just say that, and uh, he is. Nowhere near a top 15 fighter, and he shouldn't be fighting any of the guys that are hanging around that top 15. He got guillotined 2 minutes and 22 seconds into the first round. Uh, not much to say here other than uh, I was wrong. Can we talk about how we completely forgot and ignored how we had a, nick- a matchup of the Superman and of Superman and the Hulk? Like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, how did we miss that? I don't know. I, I think we were more concerned about making some money. Yeah, and we just don't care yeah, about this fight. Some money, my ass. And then we just continue to lose money and, and not have fun watching the fight. So maybe we got to change our focus here for this uh, upcoming, I, this card this weekend. I met weekend. on Ryan Spann, and he'll get, like, he'll, he'll like get slept by anybody. And then I say, you know what? It's time for him to get slept again. And then he puts Kudalab in a fucking hey. absolute... Tight guillotine, and he taps within like a second. Turns into Hoist Gracie when once you once you bet against him. But uh, yeah, I mean, he looked good. He did look good, but it was just yeah. kind of uh, you know. He, he let's see if he can string to, string together performance because he looked good against Johnny Walker. Like you know, he, he he cracked him. He almost had him out. He had him doing the chicken dance, which you know a lot of people do. But like he he has done this in multiple fights. Like his first contender series run wasn't great, but even in in that Roberson fight, like. Like you know, or was it was it Roberson or was it um, yeah. Roundtree? Carl Roberson. It was it was Roberson. Like I don't know, man. He's just very inconsistent fighter. He yeah. he literally is like a minute to minute guy. Like he's biggest. First off, he is huge. Yes, he is. I don't know how he makes two hundred five because he's a big motherfucker in there, man. Like if he would if he wants to try and make a run at heavyweight and fight at two thirty or two forty every fight, I would I would more than welcome that. Like what what heavyweight you know that's not ranked. Is going to stop him from taking him, taking them down. You know what I mean? Like he's so fast too. He just doesn't like getting hit, and his defensive <coughs> his defensive um, defensive issues really give me pause. He's still kind of young too. You know, he has a lot going for him. Truthfully, I still do like Ryan Span. Um, and this fight definitely definitely did a lot for him. But you know, it just got a <coughs> got a string string multiple fights together. I don't think he's won two in a row since he almost lost to Sam Alvey. So we'll see. Yeah, go for Spen, and uh, like I said, Kutalaba kind of cooked. So yeah, uh, throw him in the fucking dumpster. That's that in my mind. Uh, Davy Grant, Eagle FC. Yeah, Eagle FC on on the way. G- get the Hulk going in there. Uh, Davy Grant KOs uh, Louis Smolka, which a fight that wasn't necessarily that close, but it just kind of took a little bit for Davy Grant to land that uh, seminal blow and uh, dribbled his head off the canvas a, a few times there for good measure. Uh, and that was that. Davy Grant uh, is a guy who's he's just a tough. He's a tough motherfucker in there, man. Durable. He was he was getting hit. Uh, Smolka looked pretty pretty good compared to the recent Smolka, but you know it, it just not it wasn't enough, right? Yeah, uh, you know he looked good until he didn't. I I think did he go out like cold? Like it seemed like it was it was very it was a weird odd like a weird odd. It was a weird finish. Like it seemed like it happened so quickly, and he was like out. And I, 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 it was weird. It was weird. Louis Smolka, you know, the Vince Morales fight, uh, the one arm guillotine from Casey Kennedy. He, he has some weird finishes, finishing losses. Yeah. Um, and that it's crazy because back in the day, man, uh, on the, I think he fought on the McGregor Mendez card. He got a win. He beat Ben Wynn. I don't know if you remember that dude. He had all that hype behind him. 
smoked him. Um, he had some time, man. He, he, he just ran into, you know, Moreno and Berg and, or Ray Borg and all them. And I don't know, couldn't really get it back on track. So he's, he's only 30, which is crazy. Yeah. Just, you know, kind of struggles against the upper echelon of those, uh, you know, of these weight classes. I mean, even at Davy Grant, you see him, uh, you know, lo- losses to Yanez and, uh, Machito Vera. So it's like, you know, there's nothing to be ashamed yeah. of. It's just, you know, there, there's levels, you know? there's levels. So, but it's smoke is not at that level and Davy Grant's not at that level. So, but yeah. you know, at Davy, good, good win for Davy Grant. That's pretty much all I, uh, I got to say about all that. Caitlin Chukagian got it done against Amanda Hebos in a very close fight that uh, I kind of, Thought could have gone either way, but I had Chukagian winning 29-28. Yeah, all right. So I guess I was hoping. Yeah, I I, I figured you would. I saw a lot of people say robbery, and I I don't think it was a robbery. I I I don't think we feel about that word. Yeah, that that's reserved for actual robberies. So uh, I think Hebos did did a lot. She did she did good, but she also ate a lot of punches. I think that had. I mean, just because she was eating them well doesn't mean you get credit for that. You know, like I I don't know. Like I get, you know, I, I don't, I don't love Chuk. I don't love watching her fight. She hasn't been finished, and she doesn't have any finishes inside the UFC. Like that's a lot of fights. Nothing. Like you know, most third rounds of hers include her punching the air. Like oh yeah, exclusively. Like she'll punch the air a lot, but like first, second round, man, she's firing off at least some jabs. Not much behind it. She's not. She has a couple knockdowns, I think, in her career, but um, first round was probably. Was probably he boss because nothing really was happening. But the next two, I thought were Chuke. Like you know, maybe not clearly, but I didn't really see what he boss did. You know, I love he boss. I just you know her her bouncing around was giving me a fucking aneurysm. Um, and she was just getting she was getting peppered with jabs. And like at the end of the third, you know, she came on strong a little bit, but like I didn't think she won the round. I didn't think she did she did anything uh, to to win that fight. You know, like a lot of people said she had uh, control time. What did she do? She landed like two elbows to Amanda to Chuk's forehead on the ground, and they were like, "Excuse me, sorry, I didn't mean to elbow you." Elbows, like she, she didn't do any damage. She didn't do anything. Like it's yeah. all about damage. P- people, people talk about control time, and like you know, well, she had four minutes of control time over a fifteen-minute fight. That doesn't mean anything. Like, yeah, that doesn't uh, win you. you a fight. Win. She won those four minutes. Cool, you know, good for her. But what about the other uh, eleven? You know, like. She got her face busted up a little bit, like not too bad, but Chuk's face was fine. Like, and th- that's what people, uh, that, that's how this, the scoring criteria is uh, initially based off of is, is damage. And she took, you know, much more damage. And, you know, I, I don't know what the significant strike totals were, but also I don't really look at them because it goes on a round by round basis. You know, if you outstrike somebody by 50 in the first and by, and get outstruck by uh, 10 in the second and third, well, obviously it looks like you won total, you know, the total fight, but. And the judges well, a different story. The judges don't even really have those numbers, right? Like they don't they don't no, look at them, and it's not like a criteria they use where it's like, oh well, right. like they don't have a stats net like like next exactly. to them. They kind of just have to base it like off the eye test and what they saw. So it's kind of what we and you, live, and, yeah, and and live stats are always wrong, always yeah, wrong. So yeah. it's someone's Child, and and like I love significant strikes, and it's like someone's interpretation of what a significant strike is. You know, it's like yeah, come on, I know one of the judges gave Hebos the second. Uh, and the and one of them gave her the third, maybe not. No, I'm, st- I'm stupid. Sorry. Shout out to Juni Junichiro Camijo, twenty nine, twenty eight. Chuk, that's my guy. Junichiro Camijo. He is a uh, he's one of the, the best uh, judges that's going on right now, dude. Other than Sal, uh, Sal listen, Diamato, obviously. You know, I'm paying we, attention. We love right? Sal Diamato. 
Saudi Amato, he, he, he had the, he may or may not have had to, uh, send a letter to Matt's house. We, you know, it could have been somebody else. I don't know. Allegedly. But Eric Cologne. Eric Cologne, you're, you're on the list, buddy. And so are you, Chris Lee. You've been on this list for a while. All right. So I'm paying attention to these judges' names. They all stink. Nope. They all stink. So, uh, Let's keep it moving. Manuel Torres, your boy, took out Frank Camacho. Frank Camacho had nothing for him. I don't have much to say other than that. He got he got cooked. Yeah, he got he cooked. Is all cooked. Right. He is. He's. He's. Uh, it's time for him to go to maybe Eagle FC, uh, BKFC, somewhere where he can just pr- promote the violence that he wants to promote because he's all about coming forward and and uh, you know he he came forward and then he went down to the ground. Uh, Manuel Torres, I don't think is very good. I think he's definitely team fade, but I. I think he has some decent boxing. I think he can, you know, he, I mean, most of his wins are by finishes, so he clearly has, uh, has some power and, 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 uh, can finish you, finish you. Uh, he's also, I think, 20, 20, 26, 27. So El Loco might be, uh, might be slept on a little bit. Yeah. Another guy who might be slept on is, uh, Alan Nascimento, who, uh, just, dominated Jake Hadley. Uh, Jake Hadley played the jujitsu game a little too much for my liking in this fight. And, and kind of just kept getting, uh, ending up on the bottom and trying to get submissions that really weren't there. And Nascimento was ahead of him every step of the way on the ground and kind of just coasted to a 30-27 victory here. It wasn't much of a contest, and uh, the hype train gets derailed a little bit here for Jake Hadley. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe the hype train should be on Alan Nascimento. I mean, yeah. he, Charles Oliveira, protege, he has some Charles Oliveira in his game. He, You know, a lot of his losses are close. Like, he... He almost beat Tajiro and Bekov, and Tajiro and Bekov is a stud. He almost beat Holly and Piven. Holly and Piven is really good. Um, I think he has another, a couple other split losses. He lost to Hikaru Hamos way back in the day, in the day on the regional scene. Like, you know, he's been he's been he's been around, man. He's only what thirty. So um, I didn't watch too much of this one. Uh, I just thought it was going to be boring because Jake Hadley fights are kind of boring. And um, yeah, I don't I don't know what exactly his game plan here was, Jake Hadley's, but it, it didn't work. Um, yeah, you didn't miss much. It's kind of, you know, Jake Hadley is like a ground game guy, it seems like, and, and relies on getting the good dudes to the ground and top control and all that. And he, I think he did end up on top at some points, but he would end up on the bottom. Like he would get swept. And it was just like, Nascimento was just like, like I said, just a step ahead of him at all times during this fight. And I felt like he should have tried to keep it standing as much as he could have. Because I felt like, it, not that he would have, even fared better there, but he had a better chance than we saw what was going on on the ground. You know, like, let's change yeah. this up, let's stand up. But uh, Hadley's young, though, so it, it, it's just, you know, UFC ain't no joke. You come in here, you, you're going to learn You're gonna learn the hard way, and he'll make the adjustments, and uh, I'd like to see him again. You know, that's... You're going to learn today. You're going to learn today. Uh, someone who learned is uh, Andrea KGB Lee getting absolutely smashed by Vivian Arujo. Uh, from start to finish, it felt like just um, not even necessarily smashed. She just got dominated, controlled the whole fight, uh, and uh, only one judge gave her a round. Did she? It just well, it wasn't much of a contest. I was really off on this one. Me too. Yeah. I mean, I I was assuming that she would get taken down because she always does, but man, she is just she offers like no resistance. Like she got taken down three times, and that kind of just that was it. You know, um, it says she has a knockdown. Did she knock Vivi down? I think so. I mean, if they have yeah. it, they have it on there. It, it wasn't yeah. a, a consequential moment in my mind. If we if we're sitting here thinking like I don't know, I think it happened early. Yeah, but I I, I don't know. I, I, that's crazy. Yeah. I like Vivi though, man. I mean, she's not young, but she's still pretty good. You know, I know she lost a chook, but you know that that gas tank of hers is not great. 
Um, that's why I, I had some concerns with her, uh, for her in this fight. But she looked really good, man. She she went the distance and she didn't gas out and she didn't almost die in there. So um, that's a step up. Yeah, it was also like, shout out to uh, Andrea Lee's corner. Oh God, yeah, shout out to Tony Kelly getting himself in another racial uh, situation. Uh, I mean, like what you know? Listen, the, the initial the initial um, comment. I feel like it was about Vivi eye-poking her, which, you know, he called her dirty for doing something illegal. Like, you know, whatever. I, I didn't think he, like, meant to talk about Brazilians are all dirty yeah, humans. Yeah, like, I, I agree. But the fucking – the next day, his his um, his um tweet or whatever, basically, like, blaming cancel culture and all this other yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's like, just – bro, come on, bro. bro. Like, what are you doing? All you have to say is – Hey, sorry about that. Uh, I was talking about the eye poke. Uh, I didn't mean anything. Sorry. Yeah, like but, I didn't mean it like that. What does that I, do? I can understand the, how people took it that way, but it's not what I is meant. Is it that hard like, to say that? But to come out and blame cancel culture, like how fucking stupid. Like, is, is this what we do now in 2022 when anything, if anybody gives us, uh, you know, some, some, some shit for something we said, we just blame cancel? Is that what we do? Like, do we just blame cancel culture? Basically, like, yes. That's It seems like that's the move. Uh, I don't so know. if I do bad at my job tomorrow, can I blame cancel culture? Uh, depending on what happens, yeah, I believe so. Uh, okay. I think that's the right. uh, that's that's what's going on. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I wouldn't take me as the Bible there, but you know, it seems like that's the move. But then you'll Even end up people, like Tony Kelly. So I don't know if that's yeah, really what you want to uh, be labeled in there with that guy. Yeah, he's got a tough fight coming up against uh, Adrian Yanez too. So good luck. Yeah, he better he better, he better watch uh, Mister the- Dirty Adrian. Keep the hands up, cause. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I mean, good for Arujo. She was she looked dominant, and that's that's just a good that's a good win for her. Uh, someone who needed a win, and they got it. Uh, the menace, Michael Johnson, took out uh, Alain Patrick, uh, who I guess all these Brazilian dudes with the blonde hair trying to copy their man uh, Oliveira doesn't necessarily translate. Yeah. Yeah, he got sent into orbit uh, in the middle of this fight, and uh, Patrick is not that good. So that's. Uh, Shout out to Michael Johnson, baby. Yeah. Getting that one percentage a little higher. Good for him. Uh, that's all He's I have back. to say about that pretty much. Uh, and, and I can't believe we just got cooked through this whole card, bro. It's just so tough going through this. Virna yeah, John Jaroba. Here's, here's, here's a win, though. Virna John Jaroba and uh, Angela Hill. Uh, dominant, dominant win for Virna. Uh, just better, uh, better than her in all facets, essentially. And just took care of business. The rumor is Angela Hill is still complaining about the split decision loss, even though it was a unanimous. There you go. Yeah, she. Th- I, th- I heard she did say she got robbed. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. I, uh, thought- I had Verna sub, and I was very, very depressed that she didn't fucking get it. But uh, Angela Hill's hard to. Fi- I don't think she's ever been finished. She's um, tough, man. She is tough, and you know her ground game. You know, obviously, if you're Verna, you, you know that's where you want to take it. But uh, her her ground game isn't really that bad, honestly. For you know. It's come. It's come a little. I wouldn't say it's come a long way because, you know, anybody who has any kind of finishing ability, uh, probably puts her out. But you know, Vierna uh, doesn't really know what she's doing in there. I guess you know, that, that vision of hers, she's seeing a lot. Questionable. Seen too- uh, <laughs> uh, Tatsuro Tiara. Uh, he he dominant performance against Carlos Candelario. What uh, wasn't not much to say here other than that he kind of just dominated him in all facets. Yeah, Candelario. I. I, I this I is like kind of, he serious, was fed to him though. I mean, that, that's kind he looks, of he's he's too slow for 125. I think uh, Tyra looks pretty, he, he looks like he has some stuff. He has some some kicks, some different uh, approaches, different strikes. You know, he has a mixed bag of um, of things he can do. But he's just he's super young. You know, ground game looked uh, good can, too. 
Yeah, he could he could be a force in this. I mean, you know, it doesn't really take much to be a a top guy in one twenty five. Um, he's just he's super super green. So we'll see what's next. Upset of the card: Glendora Zone. Andre Petrovsky takes care of business against Nick Maximov and a Konachok in a minute sixteen seconds. Maximov looked Boom lost. Boom to sleep, cuz. He looked lost in there, man. He 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 didn't look like the the pressure got to him, and he wanted nothing to do with standing on the feet. You can just tell Maximov does not like standing at all whatsoever. Wake up, Nate. Uh, Wake up. Yeah, and Petrosky just uh, Petrosky was ready to go and ready to bang, and and he you know shot in on a, on a kind of a reckless takedown. And he got his neck taken from him. So good, good for Petrosky, bro. That's what I'm talking about. Good win for the boy. Um, and I'll never doubt you again, Petrosky. I'm done picking against you. That won't happen again. I'm sorry. That's all I got to say. Nate Diaz, Matt McSweeney is next in the Stockton, South Jersey uh, series. Fuck you, McSweeney. Uh, so <laughs> there's No, that. I had a lot of money on Maximov by yeah. sub because I thought he'd be able to. You know, it's funny. I thought, honestly, coming to this, I was like, Petrosky should be given more of a chance. But as it gets later, he's probably just going to get fucking drowned in the late yes, round. Yes, that was the. But it didn't get, yeah. didn't get there, baby. That was the thought process there. I just thought he was going to wilt the more the wrestling exchanges happened and the more work he had to do, but he didn't have to work that hard. Quick, yeah, he fucking put him to sleep, cuz. Quick, easy that, night. That, that was all. I, I, it started my knife, my, my knife, my night off shitty, and I knew what I was in for. And the realization that I was about to get my ass cooked, worse than Alan, Alan Patrick was about to. Uh, once that settled in, I was like, God damn it, man. I hate Petrosky, but. But uh, <clears throat> now looking back on it, that was a fucking great, great win. You know, plus what three something like fuck yeah. off, man. Yeah, yeah uh, tell, tell the odds uh, odds makers to blow you. So uh, Chukagian and Hebos win fight of the night, which oh, I, I mean, I, it was kind of uh, not not much competition there for that one. And Ryan Span and Manuel Torres win performance of the night. So there you go. Enjoy the extra money. Ladies and gentlemen, that was UFC Vegas 54. Now we move on to UFC Vegas 55. Woohoo! Yeah. All right. Holly Holm, Ketlin Vieira. This is, uh, listen, if you have something better to do, go do that. I'm not, I'm not kidding. All right. Uh, you know, this is not one of those where. I'm not going to lie to you. This is not a good card, folks. This is not a good card at all. But uh, we are here at the hot, or the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. Uh, we are degenerates. We we love the UFC. We love gambling. So we are going to watch this card. We are going to give you the picture of the card, and we are going to we're going to watch the whole thing. So uh, you know, here here we are. We're here, and we are ready to make some picks. But I don't have uh, – I'm not going to lie to you, folks. Uh, there's going to be a lot of times where you hear me say my famous phrase, do not bet this fight. You know, like <laughs> I'm not kidding, man. Do not bet this fight. You know, like it's it's that's going to happen quite often. Uh, but I don't know if it's going to happen here in this first fight. I don't like that Holly Holm is minus 250. That that, that Let me just say that right He's out. He's 40 years old. Yeah, right out in the beginning. And, and you know, Catlin Vieira is – not that good, but she's okay. Like, uh, I mean, what do you here? Let me let me hear what you have to say first. Um, do you want to start there? Or do you want to start with the bet? My bet of the night. Well, where is your bet of the night? Is it lower in the card? It's it's the first one. That's the first fight of the night. Yep. 
Oh, let me hear it then. Sam Page. Sam Page, oh, God. baby. Sam Page money line. Cash it in 130. I think I think maybe 135. Let's see if it moved. Hold on, hold on. Nevada's Nevada doesn't doesn't run well. Uh, right doesn't here, run, doesn't run at all. Okay, plus one thirty-five on here on all these uh, odds. Sick. I'll, I'll just go fuck myself. Thanks, Bavada. So I think Elise Reed's not good. You know, uh, she coming off that win against um, Corey McKenna. Corey McKenna's. I mean, she pretty much just gave her that fight. She let her win. It was pretty sad. Yeah. And before that, Sajara Eubanks absolutely cooked the fuck out of her. And before that, before that, she lost to Jasmine Jodavicious in CFFC, but they gave her the win. Whatever. Um, I, I kind of like Sam Hughes. Um, she has some tough losses. I mean, Tisha Torres is her UFC debut. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, that, you know, that shouldn't happen. Um, Luana Pinheiro, I rate kind of highly. Loma Luke Budami, she's just an awkward fighter. She's just awkward to fight. Um, and Estella Nunes, you know, she probably could have beat her even more easily. But, you know, she got taken down. And after that, she, dude, plus 1,400 live, I think I saw her at. And I, it wouldn't let me bet it. I was so fucking mad. It was like, one minute into the second round. Like, it wasn't the third round. It wasn't the third. So I was wondering why they thought uh, Sam Hughes was fucked. Came back and won, man. What a what a, what a comeback for her. I think she beats uh, Elise Reed. I think she's better on the feet. I think she's better on the ground. Um, I think she better defensively. I think she's quicker. I just think she's, you know, it, it, not by a, a wide margin in any of these, but I just think she's the better fighter. And, you know, the fact that Elise Reed's minus 165, it's kind of crazy. I might fire at least three, but I'm going to save my pick until we get there uh, later on. I have not decided. Sam Page's uh, picture on Tapology is completely menacing. I don't like yeah. it. I don't like seeing her beating the shit out of this Everlast bag like that because uh, that, that that could end up being, um, you know, that could end up being at least Reed. But let's let's go by the name test. Who is the better name? Sam Hughes. Come on now. It's true. At least Reed doesn't have a nickname. She doesn't. Boring. She does have a CFFC Boring. belt though, so don't don't disrespect yeah. her. What, yeah, she stole that. Uh, so let's go back to the top. Uh, Holly Holm and Ketlin Vieira. Um, I mean, uh, Holly Holm is. Pr- this is probably going to be an extremely boring fight where she just circles around and is able to score points on Ketlin Vieira. So my official prediction is home points. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, I, and I don't. I'm with you there. I don't see Ketlin being able to take her down and dominate her on the ground. Or, or she's just know. gonna have to catch her in a sub, I think. Yeah, like her sub game is good. She's good off her back, but you know, twenty five minutes too. Like, is she gonna have any energy in the third, fourth, fifth? I, you know, I, I doubt know, man. it. Yeah, she got a win over Misha Tate, but like that was a that was a hand fed. Like Misha Tate's been retired since twenty sixteen. She came back and fought Marianne Renault, who was legitimately retired. Like she said, "Yeah, I'm 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 retiring after this fight. I'm forty five. Uh, I'm nine and eight. I'm probably just gonna retire. And Misha Tate, Misha Tate beat her. She got Ketlin Vieira got her next and beat her, but like that wasn't a good win. And before that, she lost to Yana Kunskaya, who stinks. And you know when she fought a Renee Aldana, she got dominated. Um, she 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 was she was punching Aldana once, you know, hitting her once in a while. But she got smoked, dude. She got dropped and knocked out badly. Not badly, not like cold, but. She got sat the fuck down on her ass, and she was out from a left hook from Aldana. And I, when um <clears throat> when a Rene Aldana fought Holly Holm, I, you know I don't like MMA math, but at distance, Holly Holm was I think outstruck her like 150 to uh, 70 or something like that. Like smoked her at range. And when 
when uh, Kellen Vieira was at range with Aldana, she got knocked out. So again, you know, MMA math is not is not uh, doesn't always work like that. You know, I think Kellen Vieira can do some stuff to Holly Holm that she wouldn't be able to do against Aldana because Aldana has that uh, you know the long legs. The, she's really tall. She she's <clears throat> she has a not great wrestling defense, but her uh, submission game is good. She she knows how to defend. Not that Holly Holm doesn't. I just think Kent Levere has a better matchup here. Still, I, I don't see her winning. Like, I, 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 I don't, I don't think she, you know, I don't think she can wrestle her and take her down. Like Holly Holmes' wrestling defense is fucking great. Takedown defense is really good. Training with John Jones and all those killers for all those years. Um, and on the feet, it's not even close. I don't think. No, like, no, I, I, that's I mean, where I'm at too. It's just kind of. What I does don't... she even? What does she even do? Like she won't even be able to get close enough to you know get in a clinch or get into some dirty boxing, maybe rough. Holly Holm up. Like, she won't even be able to do that. She won't even be able to get past those kicks. So, I got Holly Holm decision. Um, really couldn't really care less about the outcome of this fight, to be honest. This is going to be a boring one. Definitely. Like the gonna... co-main should be the, the main. Yeah, co-main should be the exciting one. Um, Michelle Pajara and Santiago Ponzinibbio. Pons, as we love to call him here on the podcast. <laughs> what do you uh, make of this? Minus 140 for Pajara. Uh, Ponzinibbio is plus 120. I'm going Michelle. Uh, and I just don't I, – I mean, I, I'm not saying this with like all confidence or sincerity, but I just don't trust Pons uh, at this point in his career. Uh, coming off the Jeff Neal split decision loss, which really wasn't a split decision if I remember in my mind. I thought Jeff Neal won that. Um, yeah, the Baeza fight was a good win. Uh, you know, he got smoked by uh, uh, Lee Lee Jiang Liang, which uh, it, it, that was his first fight in three years. Which I, I don't really hold that fight necessarily against him, but uh, I just think Pajara is explosive. So is Ponzinibbio. It's gonna be an exciting fight. I definitely could see. Like, I think the odds are good where they're at. Uh, because, I'm very, I'm very stuck here. Yeah, you know, like I, I just I could see it going either way, and I could see. Pons landing a shot that just changes the fight, and you know, Pajara's yeah. legs get out on him, and he's just getting worked over. I could definitely see that, but I don't know. I just think he, I, I, I imagine he's going to get hit with some crazy shit that he's not ready for. That, that's just where, that's what I think. And man. yeah, uh, man, I don't know. I, I like Pons and Ibio. Uh, you know, a couple of years, I don't know if people remember that beatdown he put on Neil Magny, but it seems like he hasn't really improved or, um evolved his game at all like he, he his game is good it's always been good i just don't think he's evolved it and that's why he's kind of uh you know comes back after a long layoff and gets knocked the fuck out then he loses to jeff neal you know who's a guy that can be beat you know i like jeff neal but you know he's not that exciting and you know and yo even like, the, real quick even the baeza fight if you remember he was getting his ass beat in the first round like he he was yeah, getting and, cooked and then he came and back Baeza's super young like I'm not saying it's a bad win or, or anything, but that was uh, that was his first loss, you yeah. know. So he was he was feeling you know like he's on top of the world. And Ponzinibbio has so much more um, experience, experience, yeah. You know, so like, yeah, I, he just hasn't been looking great, man. And you know, Michelle Pereira on the on the flip side has now, ever since the Tristan Connolly and Diego Sanchez, even though he beat Diego Sanchez in my book, ever since the Tristan Connolly loss, he's dialed back some of the the bullshit. He's dialed back some of the backflips, some of it, not all of it. He yeah. still does a lot of the crazy shit, but. Four, his last four wins, dominated Andre Fialo, dominated Nico Price, dominated Chaos Williams, and dominated uh, Zalim and Medaya. Like, that's four good wins. Decent wins, at least. 
you know, Ponzinibbio's best win was Baeza. And he was getting his ass beat. So, honestly, man, Pereira's getting better every fight, it seems like. You know, I, I truthfully, he's, he's only 28. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I think he's going to end up uh, end up uh, hurting Ponzinibbio at some point. And I think Santiago might might uh, might be done. I don't know if he'll finish him because Argenti- Argentinians or Ar- Argentines, Argentines, they're, they are savages. They are just savages. Um, I just don't think he has that much left, man. I truly don't. And so... Uh, I've been back and forth in this. I'm going to go Pereira. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It's just reluctant, but I don't trust uh, Ponzinibbio and his durability to uh, outlast getting hit with something like crazy because I think he's going to get hit hard at some point, and it's just will he be able to survive it for the whole fight or at least not. I think he goes the full distance, but I think at some point Ponzinibbio is going to get compromised and – it's gonna it's gonna affect him because he sometimes fights reckless and wants to go into the pocket and you can that's a dangerous game when you're fighting this P- Pereira and yeah you know I I just I don't know I just don't I don't really trust it and, and like you said I like I like what I've seen from Pereira recently him dialing it back and kind of using that explosiveness to his advantage as opposed to doing flips and jumping off the cage the whole fight it's yeah. kind of, you know he's kind of reined it in a little bit and that's I mean what, his athleticism and everything he has is second to none like. You know, if he just hones it in, dude, he can be dangerous. Yep. And we've been saying that on here for, you know, a while now, and he's finally actually doing it. So good for good for him. Uh, we got a good fight here. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Chitty Injukani fighting Dusko Todorovic. He's minus 250. Dusko is plus 200. I, I think I might put, take inside the distance here. Um, I got I got, um, I got got Chitty uh, by Tico at plus one forty five, it is now plus one hundred four. Yeah, that's what um, I'm taking probably. Or I got my Tko inside the distance. It's the same thing. He's same not thing. Submit. Yeah, exactly. He's not going to submit him, but uh, inside the distance is even. Tko is plus one hundred four. So if you want to get that uh that little uh, disparity there, little juice. I, there. I got him. <laughs> I got him a little early. As soon as the uh, pretty much as soon as I, I saw the prop drop, Tudorovic doesn't move his head like at all, like ever. No, and he keeps it very high in the air. Like he's he literally begs to be knocked out. It seems like, um, and who do you get knocked out by? Tuna Soriano. I like Tuna. He has fucking power in his hands, but he is. I, I don't think he's cheaty. Not that you know. I'm not gonna act like cheaty's uh Conor McGregor in there. A uh, Gregory Gregory uh, Rodriguez was giving it to Dusko too. I think if Dusko you know takes cheaty down, I think that might be the end of the fight. Um, in cheaty's losses. When he fought John Salter, when he fought Andre Koroshkov, as soon as he went down, he didn't get back up. Um, it, I'm pretty sure in like all of his losses, that's kind of what happened. But the the Enjukani brothers, man, I don't know if you remember his brother Anthony from WEC. They have fucking power, man, and I I, I truly don't see how Dusko Todorovic like avoids that power unless he just literally three seconds in just shoots right away as Chidi throws a big right or something. Like he's gonna have to do that right away. And I just, I absolutely do not trust trust him to do that. I know the the odds might be a little too crazy for some people, like minus two thirty, minus two forty. But I mean, he's gonna start. I, I think he's gonna start him. Like, yeah, if he wins, it's gonna be TKO. So like, like, I, 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 I don't trust Dorovich to make it through the whole thing. No, absolutely not. This is one of my biggest plays on the the biggest play on the card is Chidi by TKO. I think he smokes him in the first round. One plus one eighty five under one and a half rounds too, if you like that, because I think. Either way, it's gonna be it's gonna end in the first. I like that. Uh, so, what is next on here? Is it is it your boy? Or we? Uh, oh no, we got Pollyanna Viana. I have that. That's what it says here on uh, yeah. 
on Tapology, which is the official sponsor. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> Pollyanna Viana and Tabitha Ritchie. Uh, let's get the odds going on here. This is kind of right down the middle. Viana is the underdog at plus 115. We got Tabitha Ritchie minus 135. I like Tabitha Ritchie. Hmm. I'm not saying in this fight, but I'm just saying like overall, I like the baby yeah. shark. Baby <laughs> shark. Um, I would like her more if she wasn't uh, four foot seven. Yeah, that's like that's a, a problem. Twenty five inch reach, but uh, I got Pollyanna Viana. I think she shouldn't be the underdog. I mean, I'll take her. You know, she's definitely hotter. And her last two fights, man. You know, I, I know she had that really rough stretch, like losing to Hannah Cyphers and Veronica Macedo is really rough. You know, especially back to back. But it was three years ago. <clears throat> she has two first round arm bars since then. I know it was only Emily Whitmire and Mallory Martin. I get it. But like, you know, she's really dangerous off her back and she cinches that arm bar in tight, man. Tabitha Ritchie, I don't know why. I don't know how she got they gave her to Manon Firo. I mean, she is that was man, they weren't even practice, dude. Yeah, that's not Jesus. But, you know, to be honest, she got to the second round. And she got standing knocked out uh, finished, so <clears throat> she didn't die. I think uh, she, you know she's going to try to wrestle Pollyanna. I think she's honestly going to play herself into an armbar or uh, or some kind of submission. But if it goes on the feet, you know I don't think Pollyanna Viana is great. Um, I also don't think she's she was the one who um, who beat up that guy who tried to mug her. That was probably uh, um, fuck. Who's her boyfriend? Not sure. Is it Tiago Santos? No, no he's with Mallory. No, nah, Tiago Santos is with uh, Kunitskaya. That's right. That's right. Goddamn. Uh, was it Yoel? I think she was with Yoel at the time, honestly. Um, yeah, like I was saying, it's not great, but she do- she did knock out Amanda Hibas fucking cold uh, six, seven years ago. <clears throat> uh, yeah, give me her. Give me Pollyanna Viana. I, th- I mean, she's way- she's got like five, six inches of reach, um, uh, five, six inches of height. She's the better ground game. Give me Pollyanna Viana. I'm with you. I just don't. I I do like Tabitha Ritchie, but like I said, I like you said though. Uh, like she's just not big enough, and if she's she doesn't have. I like to have people on my thing that have a lot of finishes, and she just got you know what one. I mean, there's a lot of weird fights on her thing, but she's only got one KO, two submissions. I mean, who, you know, look like at her, her, look her. She doesn't have that many fights. It's, yeah, exactly, and, and like. I'm just taking Bob uh, Paul Vanessa Grimes. I she served me last week when I was at Red Mesa. Jesus. Like oh, come that's on. just so unnecessary, but it's not wrong. So uh yeah. There you go. Give me Pollyanna Viana and uh don't uh, reluctantly though, reluctantly. So Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh Eric Boy Anders fighting this weekend, getting back in the octagon against Jung Jung Young Park, who uh if I am not mistaken uh is the man who I am mistaken. I thought he was the one who beat William Knight's ass, but that that was another gentleman. Uh, that, that was that was me. Actually. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he just got uh, standing TKO'd against Gregory Rodriguez, uh, but takes takes wins against John Phillips and Tefan and Jukwi and Mark Andre Barriot. So you, you, nobody beats John Phillips. Let's just get that straight. I like Eric Anders here. Mm. And, do you, how do you feel that he's going to be betting on himself? That's uh, – I never liked that. I never liked that, to be honest. I Guys who bet on themselves don't really win much, all right, Brian Kelleher? I just or, don't uh, like Jung Young Park. Is he is he probably going to try and wrestle Anders? Is that's what the move is going to be here? Uh, or is he going to try and stand with him? And I just don't like minus 200 here. Like yeah. I, I probably would have taken uh, Park if he was 
plus 160 or 170 or whatever. Anders was minus 200. I'm not, I'm not laying that much juice on Jung Young Park. That's not happening. So give me I Eric like Anders. Every Eric Anders fight, the favorite is minus 210. I don't yeah. know why. Uh, you know, he, he lost to Andre Moniz, but Andre Moniz is a fucking beast. Savage. Like, I can't wait to see can't wait to see him again. Um, Uriah Hall, I think. I think so. That's going to be, uh, Uriah Hall's pretty much, you know, beyond his years, but still, I, Andre Moniz is a fucking, he's a stud. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I think Anders is okay. I mean, he's coming off that, before that, he beat, he beat Darren Stewart, who's, you know, no killer. The dentist. Um, yeah, he's also a dentist. Um, but, you know, who did Jun Young Park, is it June? June. Jun Young Park beat. Barely beat Tafan Chukwi, you know, a majority decision. That alone, you know, I, I, we, we don't rate Tafan very highly over here. So, yeah, give me Eric Anders. Yeah, give me Eric Anders, give me, plus 160, me, which is nice juice. Yeah, boy. He said it. <laughs> he, is, he always says that he, he, he um, the reason he, like, will never get rid of his nickname is because he loves when he fights, and Bruce Buffer gets to say his nickname. Yeah, boy! <laughs> so that is very fair, and I, 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 I agree. I agree with that. So let me tell you someone we are fading this weekend. That would be Alan Amandowski, dude. That's uh, I'm definitely fading him, and uh, I actually am gonna just not. I'm not even kidding. I'm li- I'm lying when I say that, but I am just gonna say here's the first time on the card that we pull out our famous phrase: Do not, under any circumstance, bet this fight. Stay away from this fight. Joseph Holmes minus one ninety five, which is disgusting. It just goes to show you what what the deal with Amandowski is. But Joseph yeah. Holmes making his second appearance in the octagon. After losing a decision to Jamie Pickett where, you know, I mean, he didn't get finished, so you, you, you take that for what it's worth. But, you know, he didn't exactly look great. Ugly man is his nickname, which is a crazy nickname. Uh, but I'm going I, – I like Joseph Holmes here. That, that's probably who I will bet. And honestly, bet this fight. Now I change my mind. Bet this fight because Alan Amadovsky is, is a fraud. Let's just say that. Okay. Alan Amadovsky seems like he's Russian. Looks like he is um... – From Macedonia. Macedonia, come on, dude. Nah, it's Macedonia when he's fighting. <laughs> did you just mace that up? I did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he's fighting, fighting out of Italy, I guess. Which, you know, sure, why not? Um, I watched his John Phillips fight, speaking of the devil. He got knocked out in 14, 14 seconds by John Phillips in a gross 14-second affair where they were just swinging punches. John Phillips hit him with an uh, overhand left like twice before he hit him with another one and put him out. Uh, I don't think this guy is very smart. <laughs> I'll say that. Um, ugly man. I don't. I don't know. He's a big. He's a big dude. He's like six five. Um, I didn't. I he had a win on the contender series, um, but that dude probably isn't good. Uh, let's see. Yeah, he hasn't fought since Mister Shante Barnes. Uh, give me the ugly man, just because Alan Amadovsky is just gross. Yep. He stinks, so that's where I'm going. And he might even finish him, but uh, I'm not yeah. going to advise you to take that. Uh, it's going to get ugly in there. Yeah, it's ugly. It's going to be ugly man in there, dude. Uh, so <laughs> if you look at the odds here for the TKO, Holmes is plus 275 by TKO. And yeah. uh, submission's plus 200. So they think it's it, – so that's what where you go inside the distance. If it could go either way like that, then I'm not having him get cracked and then Madovsky give his neck up. Or, choke, yeah. yeah, so inside the distance is minus 105 if you uh, want to play that game. But uh, it looks like Holmes could be a parlay piece of some sort. Give me, uh, give me give me, Joseph Holmes. So moving on, we got uh, Jolton Almeida. And if I remember correctly, Jolton Almeida 
was murdering Danilo Marquez the last time we were we, we were we were doing this podcast. He yeah, it was, it was he smashed good. the shit out of him, and that was at was that a two hundred five or is that a heavy right? Yeah. yeah, so he's moving up here, kind of yeah. um, just doing. I think his, he's two two thirty. I think he weighed in there or two twenty five. Fighting the illustrious and dominant Parker Porter, who is 37 years old. Who weighed in at 263, old. by the way. Almost yeah, who is, uh, has wins over guys like Alan Boudot, uh, Josh Parmesan, and Chase Sherman. So that, those it's a three-fight winning streak, baby. Come on. Yeah, after getting Come smoked on. by Chris Dawkins. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's good for him. Uh, he's going to get absolutely destroyed by Almeida. I don't care uh, if, that, if I wind up being wrong about that. Give me Jolton Almeida inside the distance or... I I don't trust him to not sub him. It's yeah, minus two eighty. That's a bit. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's minus one ten by submission. So you know, I, I guess if you want to just take a chance and bet that plus two twenty five TKO, that that he gets that done. But it seems like Parker Porter doesn't mind. Uh, you know, doesn't mind getting subbed. He's got subbed by Gabriel Gonzaga in twenty eleven. That's the last time he got subbed though. So I mean, as an exact. Did you know? That it, after a four and zero start to his MMA career, John Jones fought one Parker Porter and knocked him out. Yeah, in thirty seconds. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> at, at WCF three. Yeah, who else was on there? Let's let's look. That was in Wilmington, Massachusetts. Uh, the, the Dan Lozon. Yeah, Dan the Upgrade Lozon. Oh my God, he, Kenny Florian. Ken Flo, he was on this card. I don't, it was on the it was on the uh, the poster, so he might not have actually made the uh, made the made the appearance there. <laughs> he was on the poster, but not on the card. That's yeah. So 2008. John Benoit. W- Is that Ryan Benoit's uh, father? I hope brother? not. Um, uh, Parker Porter also lost to Josh Diekman. Wasn't he on the Phillies? Uh, Jake Diekman. Jake oh. Diekman, not to be confused with Jake Diekman. God damn it! And, uh, Kevin Kevin Corrigan was in there. Uh, oh, Corrigan, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Bar. Ken Flo was giving autographs out. Him and Marcus Davis were. That's on the poster. So that goes to show you what the fuck's going so on that's, in this place. There you go. That's what was happening. I'm able to clar- clarify that. I'm glad that we could uh, do John that. John Jones fighting on that card was the, the the meme of the Bugatti in the driveway of a complete shithole house. Um, that's pretty much what that was. So, yeah, give me uh, Parker Porter via TKO. No, I will get Jelton Almeida. I'm actually kind of like – I feel like Parker Porter should try, try to take him down, like – He's he's got forty pounds, probably by fight night. He's gonna have way more. Like that, that's a pretty distinct advantage, you know. I like Almeida inside the distance, and I might even dabble in that TKO. But I, I just think that inside the distance is, one, a, man. is a nice. Yeah, I mean that's not even a bad plus one. money. Plus money? How much? Yeah, plus one forty-five. All right, I like that. There you go. See, lock it in. All in. All in. All in. All day. Uh, so what's next? We got Omar Morales. Fighting Euros Medic. Uh, this is a nice little. I mean, Euros is a. Uh, well, I mean, was undefeated. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, just took a loss to Jalen Turner, got rear naked choked, and the Volkanovski Ortega card last year. Uh, he's fighting Beat Omar Morales. Omar Morales has uh, almost double the fight, so not almost, but you know, it's a, coming off a loss to G, uh, JSP. Not to be confused with GSP. Yeah. What do you like here? The, the odds will tell you that it is. Uh, I believe Medich is a underdog, plus one twenty. Morales minus one forty. I kind of like Medich here. I like yours, Medich. I think you know he's from the uh, Alaskan fight scene, so you know he has absolute zero ground game. But I don't think Omar Morales is the guy to do that. I mean, you know, he, he 
he just wants to he just wants to bang. Let me bang with somebody. Like, you know, JSP just took him into the deep waters and choked him out very quickly. And Morales is going up. That's also uh worthy uh, right. discussion. So And he's thirty six. Yeah. You know, like his his nickname is the Venezuelan fighter. We get it, you're from Venezuela. Um give me the Serbian Euros Medic. He's a September oh no, that was his last fight, sorry, I thought it was his birthday. Never mind. But we will be team fade him when he fights a wrestler slash jujitsu player. But I think, I, honestly, at plus one fifteen, I think his, his stand up is really good. Um, Omar Morales is old. I think he's going to catch him. Give me Euros. Yeah, the medic. I, I like Euros, and uh, I don't like uh, either. I don't like a prop or anything like that. But I just like Euros straight up. His nickname is the Doctor. Funny enough, Euros is. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, so we got another Morales in here, Vince Morales. Uh, oh. Fighting Jonathan Martinez here at 135. Martinez, big favorite, minus 250, 240. Uh, Vince Morales, plus 195. What do you uh, What do you like here? I think I like the Dragon Martinez. Um, his kick, his, I like his kicks. I like his... He gets hit, uh, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but so does Vince Morales. I like his pace. I like his pressure. Uh, I know Vince Morales has come off the win against Luis Smolka, but, you know, as yeah. we talked about earlier, Luis Smolka is... What about uh, Draco? Part. Yeah. You know, I was I, I bought into the big Draco uh, hype, but that, that died out very quickly. Um, Vince yeah. Morales has been around for a while, dude. Yeah, Mr. Vendetta. I, I just like Martinez better. I think he's just going dictate to dictate where this fight's go, where this fight goes. Um Shin might be an issue, but I think he should be fine. I know he did lose to Andre Sukmatov back in the day, so I, I think we should hold that against him a little bit, but not too much. Not too much. Um, I don't have anything for this, honestly. Um, I'm just, Martinez is a parlay piece in my mind. Weird fight. Weird fight, honestly. Um, I, I don't really like. I don't really like either of them that much. I, I mean, Vince Morales is okay. Um, I don't like either of the Morales. They're like, yeah, you know, enough to bet on either of my. I, I would take Jonathan Martinez, I think, if you had gun to the head, but um, I would stay away from this one. Agreed. Um, but I'm, I'm taking Martinez, so I'm not, I'm not going to agree that much. Chase Hooper. Yeah. Getting back in the octagon against Felipe Colorish. 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 I'm getting there. Colorish uh, coming off a loss against Chris Gutierrez. Split decision, though. And uh, not to mention his huge victory against cool hand Luke Sanders. Been a while since we mentioned Luke. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's actually take an update. Let's see where... Uh, where let's we're, go look. Let's go look and see what Cool Hand Luke's up to these days here Nothing. on the regional scene. Uh, I believe uh, he, he was going to go to PFL or something like that, I, I last thing I heard, but... Um, is, he too, is he too cool? I think I heard uh, he retired. I think, yeah, I heard he retired. No, I'm just kidding. Right, now, done. now my fucking internet's shutting down. He has not fought since, so... Um, Hopefully, no, we get no, an update no, on uh, Cool Hand Luke soon, uh, and hopefully, we get him back in there. What do you like? I've seen him. Let us know. Um, I like Kolaris. I, I think Chase Hooper's a bum, man. I, he just gets punched at will. I mean, he's only 22, but he probably has uh, some kind of CTE from the Alex Caceres and Steven Peterson fights. <laughs> Even that Daniel Tamer fight, I remember he was like sitting on his face, and it was just like, you know, what are we doing? Even? What, are, what are we even doing here, guys? Um, I think he's gonna get battered, man. I think I think Kolaris is nice. He went the distance with Chris Gutierrez. Arguably, I don't, th- I don't if I remember correctly, he didn't win, but arguably beat him. Um, went the distance with Montel Jackson. Went the, dil- the distance with Ger- Geraldo uh, De Freitas. Like 
just I trust him way more than Chase Hooper, man. I mean, Chase Hooper could throw up some bullshit sub, but he throws up sloppy subs all the time. Like it looks like he's kind of like Ryan Hall, where it looks like he's either knocked out or very tired. That's just kind of how they move. Their movements are very laboring and just odd. They're just awkward, you know. And awkward yeah. could be can be can be good, but when you're oh, I just shut my laptop off. That's good. Awkward can be good, but when you're 22 years old, getting punched in the face, like you have no semblance of a stand up defense. That's not good, man. Like. I, I truly think after after we saw him get his brains battered in, like he w- he wasn't keeping his hands up in any of these fights. Any no. like even against um the fucking Peter Barrett, the fucking yeah, the dildo Peter Barrett. He was fucking getting punched in the face at will and bleeding at will. Like Alex Caceres was doing it to him. Like come on, man. Um, and he couldn't yeah. sub Alex Caceres, which is uh, something to keep in mind, you know. So it's- he lost to Alex Caceres for God's sake. Uh, give me fucking give me Felipe Clars. I kind of hope he puts him out. I, think I really he finishes don't. Him? It's fucked up. Uh, actually, I don't hope. He, eh, I don't care what happens. But um, I, I think Hooper needs some time to uh, go to like back to the regional scene. He's only, he's twenty two. Um, and yeah, that's the thing though. Like it, it, the he could come out and like look completely different from the last fight and be like I fucking hope so, make these but... advancements. But like I, I'm not here to bet on hoping that he makes advancements. You know, like I, I'm yeah, gonna, I'm, I'm going off what like, I yeah like. I'm going off what I've seen in these last couple fights, and him rolling around and getting a lucky heel hook against Peter Barrett, where in a fight he was he lost all three rounds essentially at, at the time. Mm. Uh, I'm just not I'm not here to you know losing to Steven Peterson is not a good look. Losing well, to Alex Caceres is not a good look, and the, I mean Daniel Tamer is your only win. He has basically the same amount of fights as you. Then you're fighting a guy in Kolaris who is you know it's ten and three. He's kind of it's same amount of fights, but. 28, a little bit more experience coming from Brazil. Obviously has a grappling background of some sort. Give me him. I'm in. So back to our, your fight. You already gave Sam Page here. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm probably, probably going to go Elise Reed. I, I told Elise Reed after, after she beat Corey McKenna that I would not fade her again. And, uh, yeah, that's what, I, that's what I'm going with. Uh, I, could, I, could, I could see a, a world where Sam Page fucking smashes her on the ground. And uh, Elise Reed's takedown defense is not uh, that good, but it's not going to happen today. Elise Reed doing it for uh, the Philadelphia area. I don't even know where she's from. I'm just saying that. Um, I think she's from Sacramento. But uh, uh, fighting out of Princeton, New Jersey. So there you go. Somewhat local. Perfect. Um, Yeah. Give me, give me at least read and get me out of here. That's basically what. And that is Sam Hughes money line. Everyone take it to the bank. It's the lock of the goddamn card. There you go. That is UFC Vegas 55 from the Apex. Uh, I believe it'll start at 4 o'clock. It'll be an early start tomorrow afternoon for the yeah. UFC. And then we have Gervonta Davis fighting next weekend. Uh, there is no boxing tomorrow, right? No, like There is David Benavidez is fighting David Lemieux on Showtime. Um, 12-rounder and from Phoenix. Uh, David Benavidez is good. <clears throat> He's just a little snake-bitten. He has never won a belt technically because he missed weight once and he tested positive for weed the second time. Stay off the weed. Duh. Actually, we need all, we, we should all stay on it. Um, Shout uh, out to this that. is for, yeah, this is for the WBC interim super middleweight title, whatever the fuck, you know, whatever that means. Uh, Benavides is nice, man. I really want Canelo to move, move back down and fight him. Uh, as his nice title defense. Stable Mew was good at one time. He's pretty much cooked now. He still hits hard. Um, Joshua Botsy, uh, is it Botsy? I think it's Botsy. He's, um, 
he's fighting in London. He's a light heavyweight. He's pretty good too. Uh, but other than that, yeah, nothing, nothing really going. Tevin Farmer is fighting Mickey Bay in Ghana, so that's happening. Well, there you go. That's that's that in the boxing world. There's a whole bunch <laughs> next, of shit going on. Next week there will be more. Floyd Mayweather you, is uh, going to be fighting on top of a helipad soon. So keep keep updated goddamn, for that. The goddamn United Arab Emirates president died and ruined the fucking Anderson Silva and Floyd Mayweather card. Come on, man. Yeah, you could have stayed alive for another weekend, but. We are going to keep it moving. We did want to update our pound-for-pound rankings here while while we had you, ladies and gentlemen. Um, let's see here. Uh, I have mine up. Do you want me to want me to begin? We'll do uh, five through or fifteen through eleven. We'll go. Uh, we'll each do ours, and then we'll finally yeah, get yeah. to the top. All yeah, right. So fifteen. I have Peter Yan. Because okay. I just think, yeah, his skill set and he's worthy of being on this list. And once you get to this part of the list, it's not exactly, uh, you know, it's not exactly easy to decipher which one you want to put up there and which one you don't. Glover Teixeira is number 14 in my mind. Uh, I just think, you know, he's a champion, got a nasty ground game and whatnot, but, you know, he's kind of older now. And I don't know if his skill set necessarily translates to those other weight classes. Uh, 13's Islam. Just need more of a, uh, I guess, uh, strength of schedule. And then he'll, yeah. he'll one more fight, he's probably going to fly up this list, and he'll continue to fly up the list. Uh, 12 is Amanda Nunes. She, you know, uh, I think, I don't know, you don't put women in the, uh, you have the different pound-for-pound pound rankings for them, I believe. But yeah. Amanda Nunes, just, she remains in there for me. I still think Juliana got lucky, and I still think Juliana's going to get smoked this summer. Uh, it's coming. It's coming for you, uh, Venezuelan vixen. Here, it's coming. Be ready. She's not going to throw. Stand in the in the middle and throw bombs at you. She's coming for you. And um, number eleven, Colby Covington. I th- I just think that's a guy whose skill set would translate to all these different uh, weight classes. It's just relentless pace and takedowns. And I I just um, I I just trust him. And you know who should actually be in my top uh, in my pound for pound is probably Chimaev, but. That's somebody I'm forgetting yeah, right now. As but well. he he's I think he, it's close. He's not there yet, I guess. But he'll get there. Yeah, he's not he'll on the UFCs, sure. but it's like he's very close, very very close. But yeah, um, yeah, I'll start off. Fifteen, I got Islam. Uh, kind of pretty much the same reason you do. I should I could and should have him higher. Honestly, I was really debating on cutting Justin Gaethje out of my pound for pound list altogether. But prisoner of the moment. Um, 14, I have Justin Gaethje. Big drop from last time I had him. Uh, I believe March 10th was the last time I updated mine. I had him um, I had him 8th. So drop him down to 14. I love him, but uh, you know I think there's just levels. 13, I have Cyril gone. Seems like it's been a forever since we've seen him fight. I still think he's one of the more talented and skilled heavyweights we've ever seen. Uh, just sometimes it gets a little boring in there. I don't know, I don't know what it is. Um, 12, I have Colby. Still think he deserves a shot, his uh, rifle spot up there. Um, I think he will beat Dustin Poirier if they fight. I don't want Hell that to yeah. happen. Yeah, that'll I don't want that fight happen. to. I don't want that to be a thing. But Dustin seems. Yeah, Dustin doesn't, doesn't doesn't know what he wants. So, uh, and eleven, I got Glover. I think he, rifle spot for a champ. I know he might be the weakest of the champs, but there's nothing wrong with that. Not his fault. He beat Jan. He was the underdog. Um, he got a sec- he got a second title shot after he lost to John John Jones a while back. So shout out to him for fucking climbing back up that fucking ladder. That is really hard to do, especially at an old age, man. And, and in a division full of killers, you know, it's not really great great fighters, but anybody can knock you out. So that's why I have him at eleven. 
There you go. I like that. So I'll I'll, I'll come back in here with ten. Uh, Figgy. I got, I got uh, Davison Figueredo gets himself back into this list. I think I may have had him on the list, or he was kind of just right on that outside due to Moreno uh, doing his thing. But this the last fight showed me the uh, heart of a champion. Kind of just did whatever he needed to do, and the uh, adjustments and advancements he's made since going to Cejudo's gym kind of uh, gets himself in that list. Uh, let's go to number nine. I do this with disgust and hate, Aljamain Sterling. Um, you know, I didn't really want to put him on this, to be honest, but he just his grappling is up there. It's it's awesome, and his control is wrestling. It's just it's on that level, but you know, just so many reasons why I don't want to put him on there. Number eight, Max Holloway. I think it just he still deserves to be up there. I mean, he hasn't really fought as much recently, and it's questionable. I, I don't feel comfortable really putting him up that high, but it just seems worthy of it. Number seven, John Jones. And that's Ooh. that's kind of based off just he just slips down a little bit every time because he hasn't fought in years now. And, uh, I mean, he'll bump right back up as soon as he gets back in there. And, I mean, if that Stipe fight ever happens eventually in September, you know, like it just, it's been so long since we've seen him in there. And uh, I don't know what version of it we're going to get, but I can't keep your spot up there just because you, you know, you haven't fought. I mean, Habib's fought more recently than him, and he retired. You know, like yeah. there's so much shit that. And number six, to close it out uh, for this section, Valentina Shevchenko, who I still think is one of the best mixed martial artists on the planet, skill for skill. So there you go. All right, ten. I have Brandon Moreno. Wow, I think he he deserves a little bit of a deserves some recognition recognition, but I couldn't put him above Figgy just because I don't. I thought Figgy won. I thought Figgy's the better fighter. Um, I'm always going to back my boy Figgy. At nine, I have Mr. Davison, Dulstagata, Figueredo. Um, we'll see what changes. I, I think maybe a move to 135 could be uh, in short order for him. Um, it's weird that they're already already making an interim fight for flyweights. Seems yeah, we didn't really talk about that. That's uh, I think it's just based off Figueredo turning down the Moreno fight. I think they just said basically, uh, fuck you. Uh, I thought he was hurt, no? Didn't he get thumbs, hands? Maybe Did not. he? I'm not sure. I, it's hard I to keep track surgery, of all this shit. But, but he might have, yeah, I know. He might have turned down because, honestly, he kills himself to make 125. Um, eight, I have Dustin the Diamond Poirier. Uh, again, he's going to fall a little bit if he fights Colby and loses. I think he should say 155. I think him and Dustin Michael Chandler would be a fucking great fight. He wants to come out here and talk about, well, Dustin Chandler's not, or Dustin Chandler. Michael Chandler's not a draw. Like, whatever, dude. You got, like... Is that what we're talking about? Neither of you are. Like, the are you champion. really even a draw either? Like, yeah, I, I right. Don't you're, know, not, you know? you're not the fucking champion. Why? Why are non-champions talking about being draws? You're not the fucking champion. Who gives a fuck? Anyway, I have Dustin at eight. I, I was thinking about putting him a little lower, but I think this is a good spot for him. Seven. I have Max Holloway. I think you know he, he has another. He has a chance to uh, to avenge that loss, and I think. Um, you know, I don't think he's going to win. I think if he him and Alex fight ten times. Or a hundred times, I think he honestly loses a hundred times. Maybe not a hundred times, but I think every single one of them comes down to like very, very, very close. Like I, you know, I just think Alex might have his number. You know, in the slightest of ways, in the slightest of ways, I think he might just have his number, which which sucks because Max one of the best fighters in UFC history. I feel like we haven't seen him in a while, uh, which sucks. I feel that way about a lot of guys, but he has a nice spot right there at seven. I was gonna. I was going to move him back because uh, I'm pretty sure Dustin beat the shit out of him once, but whatever. Six, Piotr Jan. 
I think he I think he's one of the more skilled fighters in the UFC. I think he was jobbed in his last fight. I also Agreed. think he had a shit strategy, so I could have uh, bumped him down a little bit. He also likes to throw a lot of illegal strikes, but hey, listen, don't don't we all? Maybe I don't, but you know some of us do. Um, truly, think he's one of the one of the top five skilled guys in the UFC. Maybe it's kind of hard, but he's up there. He's up there. I just I'm waiting for him to to really to really put it all together and just run through 135. I think he can. I think he could. He could be. Uh, could be the king of 135 eventually. Maybe you get maybe he fights Cejudo. Maybe that'd be kind of that would be a really good fight. Um, there you go. Let's see your, your top five, baby. No Connor, right? Connor did not make it, unfortunately. Um, Perfect. Yeah, it's it's just I've killed me to not put him in this top five. <laughs> he would be number one if I had my say. But I have to be unbiased. Uh, Francis Ngannou, number five. Uh, just you know, I. Uh, it kind of it's it just uh, you can't really even disrespect her. There's no real reason for uh, these guys moving up and down at this top of the level of this list, just other than like preference. Uh, it's just yeah, seriously. Uh, Iganu is awesome. He showed me the, the grappling, the wrestling, and all that. But it's just you know, it's just he's just not he's not better than Adesanya, who's number four. Uh, who doesn't necessarily finish people, like, which is how you get to the upper level of this list in my mind. He's very good. He's a very technical, you know, keeps that striking range, kickboxing sort of thing. But he's kind of one-dimensional one in a sense, but he's very dominant in that in that sense. So not exciting, not nothing like that. But these guys ahead of him finish people. They do it with flair and style, and it's just, I mean, Oliveira number three here. I, I had to put Oliveira up here after he's just yep. buzzsawing through the entire lightweight division, beating all these guys who, you know, Chandler, Poirier, and now Gaethje. Who Vukichi? Who um, <laughs> you know? Who, who everyone would have deemed as like you know a murderer's row and, and the toughest guys in all of the UFC, and he's finishing you know Poirier in the third, Chandler in the second, and Gaethje in the first. He, he he's just taking care of business. Doesn't even need a five round fight. It, it, that's not even necessary for him. So I think Oliveira deserves his flowers, deserves his respect. Number two, Volk. I think. If there was no Usman, he would be the number one guy. He's just he's awesome. He and he continues to get better every time he gets out there. Completely smoked the Korean zombie, which we all knew was going to happen. But he it, it, the flair and the style in which he did it was you know incredible. And number one is Kamaru Usman, who for all intents and purposes is the best fighter on the planet. Uh, striking, wrestling, does it all. Just dominant. Never really in a position you know where he's being put on his back foot. Colby seems like the only one who's able to kind of give him a, a contest or, you know, I mean, he's been, he's been cracked, but he recovers well, you know, like not cracked, but like, I guess a little, little, uh, compromise in some of these fights and he continues to, uh, reign supreme. So that's my, that's my top 15. You, you do your top five. All right. I'm going to, so it's crazy. Cause I feel like just a couple months ago, we were talking about, we have a top three, of UFC guys, and it's very interchangeable in that top three, but it, it's the unanimous top three with Francis, uh, Kamaru, and Izzy. All, all African fighters, by the way. Shout out to Africa. But now, I think you have to add Volk and Oliveira, so now we have a top five, and I think th- I think there's no reason anybody else should be in that top five other than these five. Yeah. Um, I got Izzy at four or uh, five. Uh, one day, we're gonna do we're gonna do a full resume review on Israel Adesanya. And I'm going to throw out a lot of hot takes. Wow. A lot of them. A lot of them. 
Um, when, when his career is over, I'm going to do a full breakdown of why I think he's a fraud. He's not one a of the more fraud. O- one of the more overhyped, not overrated, overhyped fighters. Okay. I think the I think the hype is a fucking joke, and I truly have seen a lot of boring ass fights, including the last three. Um, he has he's lost once in his UFC career until Alex Pereira comes back and gets that uh gets that gets that knockout in the first after he did it in uh, kickboxing, and it was to Jan Blachowicz. He moved up, like you know, take. Honestly, you shouldn't take any stock in that fight because he hardly he hardly makes like 185. It seems like he, he's underweight. So to move up to 205, which he was I think 202, 203 for that fight. Yeah, holding yeah. the pizza box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Jan's a big boy, so I don't put too much stock in that. You got to put him in the top five. I him and France are a little inter- interchangeable. Um, I have France is at four. Um, just kind of lackluster performances from both of them, and you like you know not every fight, but once in a while. And they're both so talented, you know, and skilled, like, truly, some of the two of the best mixed martial artists we've ever seen, like, when it comes to, you know, their physique, and, um, you know, Izzy's got the, the, the flair for the dramatics, and he's he's funny, but he's also weird. Francis is definitely quiet, he's more of a company man, not not a company man at all, actually. He's more uh, he's more reserved, but now he wants to talk about boxing. Um, they just both have put on some... Le- le- you know, lackluster performances. So that's why they're five and four, respectively. Alexander Volkanovsky coming in at three. Um, I believe he. I, I, I don't know if he can move up to one or to one or two. I, I don't know if he can jump Usman or uh, number two. I have Charles Oliveira. Um, just just seeing the the recent streak he's on, man. He he looks. It's crazy. It, you know, he's so fast. His kicks, his his straight punches, his jab, his hooks, every single part of his game, his knees. Uh, his his jump knees. He's coming forward the entire first round. That first round is hell on wheels. And you know he's always been like this, but now he's put. It, 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 it's all coming together. It's like the perfect storm. Um, I don't think he could take number one. Unfortunately, Kamara Usman at number one. I don't see anybody really taking that spot from him. He's going to lose eventually. He's going to lose eventually. They all do. But from for now until I don't know when the foreseeable future. He will be the pound-for-pound king. So there you go. And that is the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast, pound-for-pound uh, pound rankings, sponsored by – there you go. See, that could be your that could be your sponsorship. Sponsored by Maybe You. Maybe, maybe you. you. Maybe you, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I think our lists are pretty good there. Right? We, the, different but the same and where it needs to be, you know, at the top. Yeah. Uh, I didn't put females in mind. I could. If I did, I'd probably have Valentina in the top five. But I, 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 it's not sexism. I just can't put – I can't put a Valentina above Izzy or Francis, even though I kind of want to put her above Izzy. Actually, I, I could put her above Izzy. Fuck Izzy. Um, I mean, the UFC see, I, separates them as well, so you're not you – know, Right. John, it's just she'd be like the only one. That's why I wouldn't do it. Um, John Jones, I don't have him in there. I don't have Aljamain Sterling in there. I don't, I don't think Sterling deserves it, and I don't think John Jones deserves it because he's been a- inactive. I'd probably put John Jones in the top ten, I guess. Like I'd put him ahead of Figgy and Moreno, but I don't know if I'd put him above Dustin and Max just because he hasn't fought. Yeah. yeah, but I guess like I don't know. I don't know what to do with him. Is why he's not up there. Once he fights, if he knocks out Steve Bay or whatever, you know. He'll fly right back into that list. Yeah, yeah that, Aljo. You know, if Aljo gets a defense, man. He's definitely up there. You know, I, I can't hate on for too long. Uh, Stipe, the UFC has Stipe at twelve. I'm not putting Stipe in my top fifteen. Me I'm not putting Robert Whitaker in my top fifteen. Nope. So I guess, I guess the difference that they have that we don't 
is Glo- – no, they have Glover at eight. I don't know who they don't uh, – they don't have Islam. They don't have Gaethje. Um, I would put Gaethje over Robert Whitaker one fucking 100%. They don't have Cyril Ghosn. Uh, I'm not too mad about that. Um, I don't know if they have Moreno. Yeah, they have him 15. So, yeah, I like our list. I like our list better than the UFC's list. And no Covington. That's also uh, – Yes, yes, yes. Um, also, the Sports Kita website, they usually come up second when I search pound-for-pound pound rankings. I like theirs. Uh, I like ours more. There you go. I agree. And anything else before we get out of here? Um, I, uh, mm, I believe I was just – I did a – I did a um, – a deep dive down some of the fights that we um, that were announced that at least I missed. Um, did I write them down? Uh, we should probably save that for next week, though, because it seems because yeah. we're not going to have a card next week to uh, break uh, down. Fuck, so we'll save that. That's true. We'll save that for next week. Next we'll, week we'll do a deep dive into like all these upcoming ones because there was a lot of shit that's been made. Like you know, we're going to France. We're going yeah. to Salt Lake City, Utah, for a pay per view. Yeah, and Tampa. Con- Tampa continues to get fucking ignored, and I've had enough. Yeah, man. Um, put one in Pete. Yeah, put one in the Pete. Put one right. It, it, put one right outside of the galley. I've had a fight out there, right on I the won. beach, dude. So we're on the beach. I mean, Johnny Walker's fought on the beach before. So uh, that didn't um, go well. That didn't go well. The first, second, or third time. Um, I do have a couple bets as soon as they get made. All right. Austin Lingo, David Onama, July 9th. As soon as you see a prop for that, you take David Onama inside the distance. That's what you do. I like that. As soon as that, just like that. Terrence McKinney, Eric Gonzalez, August sixth. As soon as you see something, Terrence McKinney's going to kill Eric Gonzalez. Kill him. Kill him. Um, I did. I did write this down. Apparently, Amanda Hebos had a torn bicep in her fight that her dad said. I didn't see that, but I'm not a doctor. I just think it's kind of obvious when you have a torn bicep because you can't do fucking anything, uh, and it, and it like blows up, like your bicep like enlarges because it yeah. tears. Uh, I don't know. I, I, you know, seems intense. The, Brazil, the Brazilians have some excuses. All right, I'll say that. I'm not going to go full Tony Kelly here. All right, but they like to they like to make excuses. That's two. Actually, I think it's two or three weeks in a row a Brazilian fighter has made an excuse why they missed weight, why they lost, and why they had an illegal strike. Figure it the fuck out. Figure it out, Brazil. So there you go. That, that's uh, there's shout out to Tony Kelly. Apparently, um, you know that's that's that. But um. Thank you for joining us. This is the Hot Take Hot Box Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week, break down the fights from this past weekend, and we'll do news, notes, and uh, talk about a little boxing too because that'll be uh, coming up on, on this past or this upcoming weekend. So thank you for Please, joining us. everybody, pray for our bank, bank accounts, especially mine. Please. Yeah, we need a bounce back week. This is a huge I haven't week had a winning today. week in like a month. This is a huge week for the All podcast. Right.